Hey. What's up, man? What happens if someone wants to follow one of our maps programs, but they don't have access to a gym? They're fucked. Did we we came up with a solution for that? We came up with a solution. We did. Maps, what? maps anywhere. It's the first maps program. No gym equipment required. Do it at home. Available at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Hey, it's the Rubber Dick Depot. <laughs> Short to long, crooked to straight. We got all you need to masturbate. Fifty percent off all anal beads. <laughs> it's a little, yeah, it's a little product placement we got going on here. Today, today is a special, special day. Mm. Oh, I it's, it's a special why? day. What do you mean, why? I'm just kidding. I know why. You know why? <laughs> of course, I know why. It's. It's the Golden Eagle's birthday. Ooh, it's the golden oh. bird. It's the Golden Eagle's birthday. And how many eggs is that? Oh, boy. I lost count a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of fingers and toes, aren't yeah, you? A long time ago, yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, Douglas. Yes, well, thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you. Eagle master. I bet you feel lucky that your, uh, your team... Totally forgot about your birthday until oh, until people on Facebook you know, were rolled under the bus. I, I didn't expect you to remember, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Doug didn't even tell us. We're all yeah. hanging out together in Reno, and I thought I was like, "Man, we would have went yeah. to celebrate. We'd done the strip club or something." Yeah, cool. we should have done that. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. still yeah. angry, you guys. That's how lame we are, dude. Yeah, yeah. Doug's birthday, and we oh, we never even left. We the just room. work. Yeah, That's all we do. We just. <laughs> I get, wish we were more interesting sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, it was one hilarious. It's so okay though. When we were working out at the gym, and the three of us were working out, and all of us are, I thought like half the conversation revolved around like what joint hurts and how I'm oh, tight yeah, here, yeah. and I got to do this and that. Times have changed. Doug's fucking scampering around like a chimp on every on every machine, exercise, oh, yeah. squats, deadlifts. He's all energized afterwards. Like, hey guys, hey guys, what, yeah. what are we doing afterwards? Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> think, think about taking a nap. Well, at yeah. one point we were over at that. We were over on that. My the, knees the, hurt. <laughs> we're over uh, doing incline press and. Sal looks over at me, and we were looking over at Doug. He's like, "Look at him! Look at him over there!" He's like, "That's the goal right there." It <laughs> is. Yeah. I did I say that. that. I go, <laughs> I go oh. "It is, bro. I agree with you." I'm like, "I definitely." I said, "I hope I'm moving as well as he, because I feel like he moves better than us already." He does. Yeah. We got out of the car from what is that five hour drive or whatever, four hour drive, and all three of us, uh, me, Justin, and Adam, we, we can't. We came out walking like we were uh, like robots from like a movie in the 1950s. Like, yeah. Doug's like, beep, 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 yeah. beep. Yeah. Hey guys, I'll carry your bag. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> and all of us were like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Can't move. I'm falling. What did you guys think of the gym? Did you like it? Yeah. The gym in cool. Reno. Was, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I really big. I, I'm not as impressed as you want me to be. I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm actually really disappointed in your guys' reaction. No, that has, I really liked it. Yeah, don't, don't, to, don't confuse me with Sal. Okay, good. I was. Yeah. I felt like I'm, we get confused all the we time. We do. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, to, it is I'm not I Italian. I can't name a gym that I've been in that I like better than that gym. Yeah. Ever. Really. A single gym. I found there's amenities in other gyms that I wish it had. I, here's why I don't like it. I not that I didn't like it. I did like it. I did enjoy it. It was a cool gym. It's probably one of the cooler gyms I've been in. Here's what the it was light on my favorite parts of a gym. It was a little bit light in the weights department. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there wasn't enough squat racks and like yeah. you know 
Well, I like that kind of shit. That was all just like taped off so we couldn't use it. You know, like all the stuff. Like for me, I, I look at the first thing I look at, I can do sprints up this AstroTurf, like artificial hill. I was like, hell yeah. You're like, let's push Can't a sled up there. Yeah, yeah, push a sled. Like, no, sorry, that's sorry, bad. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> You're going to hurt yourself. Well, that's. I, I walk in a gym. And then like, the sign upstairs yeah. no deadlifting upstairs. Like, oh, man. No, it's going to be one of those. I situations. walk into a gym like that and I see it like from a trainer's perspective or if I lived here. From a trainer's a what? Perspective. <laughs> That was a gelato answer. You guys screw again. So uh, no, I look. I look at it and go, okay. Li- if you lived here uh, and this was your home gym, you would eventually take over the whole gym and be able to go use whatever you wanted. Yeah, you would, you would work your way into the knowing- setup was awesome. Yeah, like, like it's just the the way that like we couldn't like navigate through it the way we wanted to. I think that just kind of yeah. threw it. No, off. it was cool. It had a track, an indoor yeah. track. It had a basketball court. Sick facility. For me, you have to understand though, for me, what gets me, and I think it's awesome. Like I said, it's an awesome gym, but for me, what get what would get me more excited is if I went into one of those iron dungeon gyms with like old strongman shit and chalk and that gets me fucking psyched. Now, I'm not saying that the gym we went into wasn't awesome. Mm. It was. It's just... Just like okay, I have this. It might be a preference thing. Yeah, yeah I think that's what it is. Yeah, because I really like you know the athletic feel to that gym with it all. Like yeah, the grass and yeah. and then the basketball courts. How open stuff. it was! Yeah. Racquetball courts, full court yeah. basketball courts in yeah. a full like mile track, quarter mile track yeah. in there. I mean, there's. It, it, I mean, they had what? How a many? hill? Have you ever seen a hill in a gym? No, that's uh, what I'm saying. Never like, seen that a hill. So a hill built in. They had they had what four basketball courts. Yeah. Was it three, four? No, it was just two, two basketball two, courts. Two, huge. Two. So what's crazy is I haven't, uh, I haven't played basketball. <laughs> I, I set him up for that. I played basketball. I, Jesus I? Christ! I don't think I ever had. You gave this one into the ground. You gave him a softball. So well, we'll, we'll put out the squat video. It's cool. Well, it's, right. impo- it's important that we talk about. This. Yeah, let's get this, yeah, this out. Is a discussion. Out Go ahead, get it out. This is a discussion that we need to have because uh, I think the audience has uh, <laughs> an incorrect perception of me as being. Completely unathletic uh, because you guys joke about it all the time, uh, and so you know, someone no, no, you know what this is. This is a mastery of you know a wrong recruitment pattern. <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> Just no. a shot. He mastered that. He, oh my god, these assholes. you were making shots, and I couldn't believe it. I, I was because because of your mechanics. Because exactly, you I defied nature. I did. You did. We played a horse, and it was not close at all. It wasn't even close. <laughs> it, was close. it wasn't was close. close. It actually wasn't. Yeah. I Adam must have made because Adam was before me in horse. You must have made like five shots that I met, and then afterwards you're like, oh, you're out, and I'd make that same shot. Yeah, you did. Like every mm. single one in a row. Well, yeah. you know, here's the thing. So the best part though was that I mean, we're all I mean, we're grown men. It's all a good time. We're having, nobody cares. There was no money being, yeah, you know, bet or anything. But Justin was visibly upset for yeah. a good. I, I don't do well with good, losing. It was like a good Dude, few hours. If you know anything about me? <laughs> yeah, Justin. I fuck you. I'm not gonna lose. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you don't care what it is. Afterwards, he's like, we're playing basketball hey. tomorrow, one on one. And then he's just, oh no way, man! I got my win. Yeah. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm like, never That's played a basketball. loser mentality. Well, no, I, yeah. I'm a winner actually. The fact that we lifted weights. <laughs> And we lifted shoulders, and we did all a bunch of arms, chest, and back. The fact that we did a bunch of exercise like that, and it actually improved your shot. It fucked yeah. mine up. Yeah. I would, I would well, what, what, hap- what happens is mm-hmm. uh, is that my skills don't deteriorate as I get fatigued, yeah, like it does with a lot of people. So it just kind of st- <laughs> just reminds me of that uncle that used to beat me with those. Uh, what, what's that shot? The granny shot. Oh, like yeah. He would just keep throwing the granny shot. I couldn't make it because it was just so dumb. <laughs> you do realize that the granny shot, uh, speaking from a purely physics perspective, is actually uh, f- is actually better 
than the, the the regular shot that you know basketball players will take the overhand. And who told oh. you that? No, no, no. If you if you're playing basketball, you can't do that. You'll get stopped every time. But if you're just shooting from a pure physics standpoint, it is because as the ball arcs up and comes down, there's, that, been, there's been plenty of players before in the that shoot that, are, shoot that way, free throws that yeah, way. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the hole is actually if you're shooting oh, it yeah, from this angle, it's much smaller. Arch. Yeah. Yes. I hear you. Yep. So Granny had she had some. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but not when you have a defender on you. It's, no, then it's you're stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that becomes really stupid. Saying. What's yeah. a defender? Yeah, I don't know. You, you tell me. <laughs> Master of basketball. Yeah, that was a good time, though. I had yeah, a good time fun. with you, yeah. Yeah, no, that's going to be, I'm pretty sure you'll probably never forget that moment. Considering <laughs> we have it recorded. He made sure to get it up on the yep. fucking floor. Oh, I, I feel great for Sal for that, to be honest with yeah. you. It's like. No, that was an it's impor- a good win for him. It was. That was an yeah, important, was important win. For him. Like he doesn't get a lot of those. So. I mean, I would rather, I would have rather been the guy squatting <laughs> yeah. the most weight when we were squatting. But I mean, if you it, were going to take, yeah. no, it's okay because like the basketball thing, the horse, yeah. horse, not even basketball. Let's, let's be honest, yeah. <laughs> horse. Yeah, no, it's um, it's uh, with the squats. That's a good thing. I had us film the pause at the end. That was a legit five, man. <laughs> you did like a two. I was like, what? I didn't know we were counting. That's when I start. Uh, that's when I start modifying. So you gotta, you gotta not understand how to play the game. If you're competing. You just, you start. You, you look at the direction. Of your breath. You're like, oh yeah, I do five. You yeah. <laughs> you look at, you look at the direction of like where the competition is going, and then you just start say, oh, you know, we could try. Yeah, you create your own this path. version that I yeah. know I can do better. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's smart, bro. I that's a pretty that. good squad. Adam. Can you do that while singing uh, this uh, the Italian? <laughs> oh, you can't. Yeah. Well, we, we were benching, and I just get done telling the guys, like, oh, man, my forearm's killing me right now. It's it's hurting just to bench. And Sal decides, he goes, well, you know what you should do? You should do some weighted pull-ups. We'll see how you guys do that. I'm like, you're such a yeah. dick. Yeah, yeah. Like, he made me film that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, <gasps> is it coming, or is it? Oh, oh shit. I it's here. Oh, no. I don't hear it. Did you it's hear it? the motherfucking Qua. Qua. <laughs> the eagle has landed. Come <laughs> yeah, on, landed. guys. I think Justin was waiting for the yeah, other yeah. setup. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. one? You I remember the one. You that's son of a bitch. I, I was supposed to remember something. <laughs> you, were, you were, but take, that's all right. Take it away, Doug. Yeah, let's start out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of us wasn't on, on cue. Was that was that a normal brownie? Maybe you we should have cue cards. Huh? Yeah. yeah, maybe. Should we do that now? What was I supposed to do right there? I was Bro, supposed to be- you're supposed to set me up so I could be like, send me an eagle. Oh. Oh. And then I was going to summon him. You know what I'm saying? Why was I responsible for that? Because you're the one. It was your idea. No, I didn't. Oh, that it was my idea. (laughs) That's probably why I said it. And you were in there. You were in the the... car with us. Oh my god, dude, was that probably when I was talking to Katrina on the phone? Um, I don't know. (laughs) This guy comes up with an idea, and I'm supposed to remember. (laughs) You know what? Speaking, you sound just like her right now. I'm like, I'm supposed Uh, to know. You know what I'm saying? You should know. It's in my head. You know, we know. You know me. You know me. My wife's. You know. You should know what I'm thinking. Damn it. Very similar problem we have. All right, Sal. Quad time. Let's do it. These two are going out. You guys, we're going to keep talking. <laughs> Endorphin oholic. Our goals a requirement for success in, in health and fitness. What are your goals and have they changed over the years? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, are they a requirement uh, for success? Goals are an effective tool uh, to get people motivated to stay on a uh, course. There is a downside to having uh, a specific goal, however, when it comes to fitness. And I don't remember the term. Uh, there's an actual term that's used for a phenomena that happens when somebody has a particular goal and they work hard to achieve that goal. Once they get to that goal, there's 
it's like, where do I go from here? And then they have this kind of down, like low motivation, like, okay, I did what I was supposed to. Now what? You know, um, it happens a lot with people who train for like, you know, long distance runs or competitions. I experienced this myself training for certain competitions where it was this huge buildup, this huge goal. I was training my ass off, got the goal. And then afterwards I kind of lost like, okay, mm-hmm. now, you know, what do I do? Yeah, and so I had to search for that dissipates. next goal. Yeah. So they are an effective tool, but they can be, um, there are some some potential drawbacks. I guess if you can, if you can, when it comes to fitness uh, and health, if you can simply enjoy the process, that's the best. You know, if, if I can just enjoy the day to day and not be too worried about hitting a new PR or getting, you know, uh, you know, gaining a X amount of pounds of more muscle or getting so much leaner. Um, I think long term, that's got to be the best way to do it. I mean, yeah, I mean, how many possible goals can you have unless you continue to change them? Which you know, I tend to do. I tend to change my goals. Where one month I may focus on strength, whereas another month I may focus on mobility and try and pick different things because it, it is, um, it is fun to, to to you know to hit those those targets. So I don't know how you guys feel about. I don't mm. think uh, I don't think I approach it like so much like that. There there are times where um, I have a goal like, and I, I definitely can relate to Sal and listening to him talk about that reminds me of just like you know, the whole process of competing for me, you know, it was such a, it was this huge goal for me to, to accomplish that. And to, and then once it all came and then once I'd worked my way up the ladder, it was just kind of like, and then now it's kind of like, I'm kind of over it. You know, there's Mm -hmm. not really, for me, that was the big, that was the big deal. The big deal was to prove I could do it, go all the way through the whole process and get there. And so there is that little bit of letdown afterwards, you know, you get, it's kind of like, Oh, it's no, I'm not excited anymore. And so a new, new goals come, but it doesn't always, I don't think that you, I don't think they necessarily go hand in hand just because I think you can also learn to, to love the whole process of what, what you're doing and, and being present. Um, like for example, you know, going into, uh, you know, mobility was, you know, takes me out of my comfort zone and, you know, the, the boys, uh, we were, I don't remember what we were talking about this weekend when we were together, but you, uh, Sal kind of mentioned, um, you know, kind of my mentality with, uh, with training and mobility and things like that lately. And it's just, I kind of, I actually really like to find the things that I'm really bad at and, you know, I enjoy getting better, you know, and it doesn't necessarily, I don't have a goal in mind. Like I have to be better than another person or I need to be, you know, uh, get to this certain level and it it like set this big goal around it. It's just that this is a a weak part, uh, uh, in whatever it is, uh, Mm -hmm. my fitness that I want to make it better and I'm going to work at it. I'm going to enjoy the process. And part of the process sometimes is setbacks where, you know, I feel less mobile than what I did the week before. And then other times I'm going to take huge strides forward and I'm going to learn that certain, uh, moves are, uh, better for me than others. And some things, um, you know, the, these are the stuff, this is the stuff that you just kind of, you, I feel like you enjoy the process more so of getting hung up on, um, on these, these big goals. Like I've never been somebody, I think that hangs too much on that. I think if you do, then like you said, you're setting yourself up for kind of a huge disappointment. Yeah. Too, I right? think, I think that like initially when I first started, I had more, uh, like smaller, more measurable goals that I would, that did sort of help me, um, sort of guide me as far as like the direction I wanted to go and everything. But I think now I'm a lot more like you as, as far as what you're describing, um, just sort of finding and addressing weaknesses or things that I could totally benefit and improve from and, uh, you know, responding to feedback or just putting myself in like situations where I know I'll grow, 
you know, and like, it doesn't matter if it's like here in the podcast or it's like, uh, you know, if I can grow in some sort of a strength that I haven't pursued before, like that totally excites me, you know, if it's a skill or if it's something that's like, you know, a baseball, I never learned how to do that, but I had to learn how to do that by, you know, going and asking my, my friend who's like really versed in it. And so we just hashed it out and I'm like, trying to figure this thing out. And, uh, I don't know. I just like, uh, I like unique things now. It's like, but I think I had to go through that process in the beginning of really like, um, determining, um, you know, I want to get stronger at these basic and set those goals movements, up. set the goals, move the goals, you know, uh, be flexible and, and, and move on to a new goal. But they were like a lot more simplistic. Whereas now I sort of, you know, I get, I get a little more crazy. Well, and we're all right I now, understand it better. We're all right now talking about like uh, more of the fitness side of it. Right. When you start getting into the health side of it, cause he says health and fitness yeah. Oh, yeah. and food relationship. I, it's, I would think if goal stuff is almost really bad because yeah. at this point, like, that's why we don't we talk about it's, it's just hard me- it's hard to measure the goals it you is. know there like like okay I want to be overall have better wellness I mean yeah, I guess you could break it down and say okay I want to make sure I don't I want to eliminate these foods that I don't have an issue with or I think in the beginning of uh, goals are extremely motivating but eventually the goal eventually becomes to do it because you want to because you enjoy it not because you have a specific goal yeah. but in the very beginning I mean you probably have to have goals I, I can't imagine yeah. just starting off and being you know not saying I want to do this for a reason. Yeah, and I think goal. I think the type of goals for health I set are like uh, consistency type goals. Yeah, like I want to. I decide I want to. Like you said right now, like there's certain things I want to cut out of my life because I know they're not ideal or healthy for my body, or things that I would like to encourage more into my diet. And so I'll I'll try and be very disciplined about that. And and my goal is just to be consistent with it, not so much like what do I expect from it like oh uh you know my goal is if I'm going to start eating this way I'm going to be super ripped like no I don't think that way I think like you know hey I've, you know diet soda is, is a habit of mine that I know is not ideal for me and you know I want to get away from doing that yeah and when I do I'm not going to make a huge deal about it I'm not going to go be depressed over it like that that's part of the journey you know and just I'm always going to be trying to strive to be more consistent in that versus the outcome of it, right? Yeah, I think when I when I first started working out, especially the goal was always gain more muscle in size, right? More muscle, more strength. More muscle, more strength. Now, um, I, I still I, I always trend in that direction, no matter what. It's just there. It's just something I enjoy and I want. Um, but now I, I do take health a lot into consideration. So, you know, my goals aren't so. I'm not so hard about it. You know what I mean? Like if I want to get to a certain deadlift, and I don't now, it's okay. Whereas before, I would push 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 until i till i got the, to that particular goal because uh the goals themselves became I, I i saw how those turned my health and fitness into something else you know mm-hmm. what i mean and so now it's a little bit different but i'm still even now uh i still haven't really reached the point where i just do it because i enjoy it i still always no matter what if i'm being totally honest with myself i still like to get stronger I'm still trying to build more muscle i'm still still have the goal of going in that direction it's just i'm better with it now yeah, yeah. you know Justice two five five five. Why are leg extensions a pointless exercise? <laughs> what? That's a that's a one way to say it. Yeah, mm, the way. You, yeah, leg extensions. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say something that's gonna might be a little controversial. Uh, I would say most exercises are not pointless. Uh, there there is a there can be a use for them. Just like there's a there's a use for leg extensions. Uh, but some exercises are far better than others. Yeah, right. So they're, they're, they're definitely not all equal. 
So that may be why, you know, this person has the, uh, you know, the assumption that or, or they, they have the understanding that leg extensions are pointless. If I have issues with, you know, contraction of my quadricep, um, a leg extension type movement, whether I use a band or, you know, even a machine, it might be good to teach that quadricep how to fire. It's an isolation movement. Isolation movements are usually pretty good at that, you know, getting that one muscle to fire so that you can incorporate it in more of a compound type movement. Do I put leg extensions in people's workouts? Rarely. You know, rarely do I program leg extensions to a workout. And if I do, it's usually in a, some kind of a superset type scenario, like leg extensions superseted to squats. But even then, I'll usually recommend something else that's a little bit more effective, like a sissy squat. But there's a whole category of exercises that I would deem, you know, just less, just less effective. Just mm. these are movements you can play with. But they're not going to do a whole life for. I mean, if if you took someone that was totally sedentary, and all you had them do was leg extensions, they would get some benefit, you know, from from just doing that. But it wouldn't come close to probably about fifty other leg exercises I can think about, you know. So um, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it pointless. I would just say it's. Yeah, not. I was just curious too because I, I had heard that a lot of physical therapists have moved away from rehabbing their patients with uh, leg extensions as opposed to other methods. I didn't know exactly what those methods were, but uh, I know like what you're saying makes sense as far as like, you know, reactivating and helping uh, get activity out of the quadriceps and getting them stimulated. Um, You know, maybe it's, they're just working more with rubber bands and uh, you know, other different techniques, but uh, something about the, the, the angle of it, uh, I, I remember reading. Well, something I know about you. That. You figure the angle on it is is definitely puts you know direct stress on the patella because of where you, the lever, right? Uh-huh. I mean, that's the end of that's the other end of uh, for me because your ankles and your knee r- represent the levers, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to put stress on the patella doing that. But I think that uh, I think more physical therapy would be because. I mean, you're, if you're going through physical therapists, your job is to, is to get this person performing in an optimal, normal, you know, anatomical, you know, so position. More, like a more of a lunge or something like that would you, make well, yeah, more sense there's more, for stability yes, and right? functionality. You'll never sit down. You'll yeah. never sit down in your life and have to extend your 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 leg like out artificial like range of motion right yeah. like it's just not it's not it's not practical it's not functional it's not realistic so if if I'm really helping you as a therapist I would think that. I'm going to try and put you in situ. I'm going to help. And you might be limited. So obviously that's why it would, it would play the role. You know, there's a lot right. of injuries that could be going on with somebody that does not allow them to do a squat. Well, well there's, I can see some, you know, now I'm thinking about the, the leg extension. I could, I could think of some, some areas where I could see it having some benefit. Oh, I could, I could, I use it all the time, but they're, they're, it's very specific. Yeah. It's not, that's, that's all. Yeah. It's like, there's, there's, there's an intent when I get on the leg extension machine, there's something that I am trying to accomplish by using that. I'm not going into it like thinking this is going to be a good leg workout. And well, that's why I'm doing this machine. Well, when I'm breaking it down in my head and I'm thinking of leg exercises, I can't think of any other leg exercise that puts that much um, full contracted, you know, where your leg, where your knee is completely extended, but you're still trying to maximally contract the quadricep in order to prevent, you know, it from flexing without activating anything else. Nothing else is like that. Like if I stand up with a heavy squat. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to keep my knees straight, but I'm also keeping my hips straight and everything else. With right. the quadricep, you're straining the knee. You're trying to hold it at the top um, and, and keep It's one the, of the only isolating ones. It's very isolating. I could see the VMO being a little more activated if you have some issues you know, with your you know, inner part of your quadricep just because of that top position. Uh-huh. Um, but I could also see the kneecap being in a little bit of a bad position at the very, very, you know, extent, the, the, the full extension of it. 
Um, I don't think it's pointless, but it's definitely yeah. It's I wouldn't, be I wouldn't those... say it's pointless. Uh, uh, somebody will have a a good reason to use it, and I'll, you know, if you have a good argument for it, f- sure. You know, I, I've just heard. You know, I, I know that I have heard that some you know physical therapists have moved away from it. So I was like curious about that. It's no it, to me. It's uh, no no better, no worse than a, a bicep preacher curl. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have their place. It has its benefits. It's you know, it does it does it replace your big compound movements as far as what are best bang for your buck? Never, and it, of course not. But no, our priority list it's way down there. Yeah, I mean, we you could go a very long time. I mean, I I will go. I think it was it, I think it was a good solid six months or more uh, without ever even using the leg extension. You know, and and it's actually really interesting. And I think I shared this with the boys when the first time I had kind of. St- because I was a leg extension, leg curl guy, leg press guy, all that stuff, um, and I, I would I was not squatting like I squat now. I'm squatting three times a week now with and all different variations, and the carryover that I get from that to to the machines is ridiculous. I'll not do one of the any of those machines for six months. I get in there to utilize it for something, and my strength on it is ridiculously higher than what it was the last time I was on there. Where vice versa, when I was spending so much time on leg extension, leg curls, leg press, those type of, took me years to, you know, incrementally go up 15 pounds on the machine, you know, 15 more pounds of machine. It took me forever to get to a certain point. And that uh, didn't really ever affect my squat. You know, that didn't help. I wasn't squatting, you know, an extra 20 or 30 mm-hmm. pounds on my squat because yeah. I was going up on that. But the other way around, it's crazy what how drastically different it it's is. It's funny when we were working out, um, there was that kid doing yeah. the leg press right next to us. About that, yeah, because yeah, we were squatting and we were, you know, we, we were getting up to the three, 400 pound range. And this kid's next to us and he's got the whole leg press, you know, decked out with weights. It's probably, I don't know, 1,200 pounds on there and he's doing his leg press. And in between sets, he walks around, you know, it's, you know, arms out to his sides, puffed out. And yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I'm pretty strong. And it's, it's crazy because <laughs> I know by looking at him, I can tell what kind of leg workout he does. Number one, I'm seeing it. But number two, I can just tell by his posture and his development. But I could tell that the guy probably would get buried under, oh, yeah, under two plates. 225. Yeah, 225, done. 275. Yeah, no way. Back. He would sit down. He would, it would, it would hurt him. Yeah. He would, he would get hurt. Squash him. And here, and here he is with, you know, over a thousand pounds on the leg press. Yeah. Just, but, but flip that around, get a guy who could squat 400 pounds. He'll be able to leg press. No problem. Well, it, you know, it's neat you point out too, because I mean, I know I'm the one who always talks aesthetics, but it's so obvious to me when you you can see a body oh, yeah. a body type that's like that. And the guy had he had thick legs. That's the thing too. Like, so he wasn't like. So we're not talking about we're making fun of him because this guy was like no, he wasn't no, skinny or no, he, he yeah, had yeah. some muscles. Yeah, no, he was and he was he was built. He didn't look like a, a guy that was. He just you could see his posterior just the way he was trained. His posterior was chain. Obvious. I yeah. see like you're you can see a, a guy's posterior chain that has no no. Yeah, dip, you don't have if you have no like you don't have strong hips and a, and a yeah. thick. There's that thickness to the back. Right, you could thick tell they back, don't squat or deadlift. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you need everything to brace your spine. Mind to muscle. What is overtraining? Does it exist, and what are possible symptoms? This is so debated, right? Here. <laughs> yeah, big time. Oh, it's a, good, it's a good question, though. The common the the common understanding of overtraining, or what you'll hear in the fitness industry, is that you're, you're burning yourself out. You're doing too much. You're overriding your body's ability to recover. Well, first start. There's two camps in this right now, right? That there's two strong camps as as far as that there is. Uh, you know, no such thing as overtraining and you, everybody's a bunch of pussies and nobody trains hard enough and enough and to even come close to what it's like to overtrain. And then there's the right. other camp who is the other extreme of that, you know, yeah. thinks that uh, there's you know, all these yeah. careful to make sure you time your food. The people that are actually trying to measure this and figure this out, yes. like, you know, with HRV and everything else. That, uh, But I still feel, yeah, like it's, 
It is debatable. I mean, you could debate it. However, we, you know, as far as like overtraining, I, I definitely feel, you know, you, you could get to a place where you're overtraining. Of course you can. I mean, it's like, it's what, obvious. How can you, how can they, how can people say that doesn't exist? I yeah, mean, I, I could train anybody <laughs> too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, but here's the problem. I think part of the problem is I think people uh, well, assessing will mis- it before you get injured, right? Or they'll mistaken, you know, poor training or poor programming for overtraining. Yeah, you can you can tra- I could do a body part. I could have someone do a body part split, train at a certain intensity, and they'll feel like they're overtraining. I could increase their frequency, keep the volume the same, increase the frequency like a full body type split. Their body starts to adapt to it, and they build muscle. I see that happen all mm-hmm. the time. And we've actually increased the workload in terms of their frequency. I think we underestimate the body's ability to adapt. Yeah. Um, but what we need to realize is that the body's ability to adapt to things like frequency and volume is better than it is for intensity. Intensity is one of those interesting things where if you go all out, that's always all out. You know what I'm saying? Like There's, there's always well, an all out. Yeah. Like recovery is intertwined with... Uh, you know, your training, like also like, you know, training with, with load and, and intensity. It's like, you know, if you're not, if you're not combining the two in an optimal way, you're not going to receive the type of adaptation you could, you know, you're, you're going to be limiting yourself because you're always hammering yourself to a, a certain degree where you're not ever going to be able to get any more than that. You know, well, that's this, this is the camp I feel like I'm in. I'm in this camp that there's you know, most people don't overtrain, but there is a a, a a a piece of the population that do. But it's more common with like not that you're going to overtrain and necessarily injure yourself, but you're not going to get maximum benefits because yeah, because you don't understand on how to prioritize your, your what you're trying to do. You know, as far as your program design and adaptations that you're trying to go after, and that that that's where the science comes into play. So, can you can you uh, train for you know, eight weeks, super hard, intense at, you know, CrossFit and stuff like that. Well, there you go. Here's the thing though. Like with that, like it's about the type of intensity of those movements, you know, like with power and and explosiveness and, you know, like all these different type of super demanding type of exercises that, you know, will dismantle you after, you know, you do enough of them. This this is an important point because this needs to be made. If you, you look at the variables, the major variables that affect your recovery ability, Frequency of exercise, how long you work out, and how hard you work out. Believe it or not, you can overtrain much quicker with intensity than you can with the other two. Mm-hmm. I can train. I could take somebody who's deconditioned, and I can train them every single day with the right intensity. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could take that person, train them just one time, hard enough within thirty minutes to make them to send them to the hospital. That's a, that's a possibility. Yeah. So my point is intensity. That's what you really need to be careful with, and that's, I think, where people mess up. I think that they train too hard because they go balls out, they go to the gym, or they try to punish themselves for eating mm-hmm. shitty or whatever, and then they're like, I can't, I, you know, I got to take four days off so that yeah, I can recover. priority when, is... When yeah. in reality, they could still go work out, yeah. they just need to lower the intensity dramatically and get themselves moving. It's really about, I mean, here's the thing, like, moving is okay, it's just you got to adjust that intensity of, of, of how you apply yeah, exercise. exactly. This is why some of the, 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 this is why the programs that we put out, people get blown away by the results, is because that's something that a lot of people don't understand. They well, don't it, get it blows my mind that we, we actually talk about this so much. So, I just told you guys uh, recently that my cousin um, has started Maps Red, and uh, he's a big, strong guy, so he's, you know, 280, six foot five, big boy, big, strong boy. And, you know, he hasn't been training for quite some time. Now he's been off for about a year. He had a major uh, injury, actually bench pressing. 
Uh, he tore his pec, and that put him out for quite a while. And he's now finally getting back into training. So he starts Maps Red. And now he's also a Mind Pump listener, so he's heard me tell him a million times. And he reads through it, decides that, you know, f- uh, pre-phase looks like for old people or people that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? That it's too easy. It's too easy looking for him. So he's automatically jumps to phase one. Phase one even looks like, you know, this is going to be pretty easy. So I'm going to superset all these things. <laughs> and he ends up fucking throwing up and he can't move today. Right. And I'm like, why would you do that, dude? You know better. Like, like and it's, so, it's my cousin. Like I completely hack this, but that just shows you how ingrained it still is in us to do that to ourselves. And that there's, there's a, there's a reason why we, yeah. we, we lay, we layered it like that. It's not that there isn't a place for pushing your intensity up, but there it, it there's a way to do it so you get maximum benefits versus just going right to it. Can you do it? Absolutely. Are you going to be overtraining so much that it's going to kill you or hurt you or anything like that? Well, probably not. There's less of a chance that it won't, but you are you're not getting your greatest return. You're not yeah. getting the best results you can by just going balls to the wall that way. Well, it's yeah, it's that punishment sort of mentality. You know, we're we're just trying to tell everybody like there's a there's a smarter way to do it you can get like results by just punishing yourself but how long term is that well i mean here look when we look at intensity intensity is always based off of your perception right right so if i go all out i'm giving my all today if i go all out tomorrow i'm giving my all out at that particular time tomorrow with this this, this there's no scale and how i can scale that and move that up and get my body to adapt does that make sense yeah. mm-hmm. for example if i'm training with frequency and I'm saying, okay, this week I hit my chest twice a week. Tomorrow I'm going to add a third day a week. I can keep that at a constant, that third day, until I adapt, and then I can add a fourth day. And believe it or not, your body has an incredible ability to adapt to frequency to the point where you can work out muscles every single day. It'll take you time to work up to it, but you can do that. But see, with intensity, if I'm always going balls out, I'm always going balls out. There's no measurable way where I can see that, okay, I'm only adding an incremental amount uh-huh, for the next three uh-huh. weeks, and then next week I'm only going to add a difference. You can't, and so over. This is why intensity is so closely linked to overtraining, and the other two aren't. Now that's not to say that people don't. I know people who work out too much or work out too long, but I it's less common than just. Well, like, what's most common for you guys? What do you guys deal with when you're training somebody? What's most common do you see with clients? If I'm seeing someone in our in this category of people, like yeah. the, the build muscle type category and stuff like that, mm. I see intensity be used too much. Yeah. I, in the in the regular world uh, where I get a lot of my clients, you know, the the people who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who are executives, I'll see people do both either too much or too hard. And this is where I'll get the, you know, like the female executive who will see me who's just, she's been doing an hour just and a half of cardio like day. Two cardio yeah. sessions. It's just too much and too hard. Yeah, yeah, we got to back it all all off. But but a lot of, sometimes the first thing I do because they're so, they're so addicted to exercise is rather than having them back off on the mount, I just back off the intensity. I start with yeah. that first. Yeah. Say, okay, this is what I want to do. Keep working out as much as you are. Don't work out as hard. And let's let's take it from there. Yeah. So, Ecto Josh, if you had to pick between squats and deadlifts, which would you choose? <laughs> two very, very fundamental mm-hmm. uh, exercises. Two, I would consider... Are we, picking, are we picking for our, our favorite or right. what, what is the most optimal for you to if do I, what's most ideal for you if you if i had to pick for the rest of my life and i could i had to i had to like eliminate one of them as much as i love deadlifting as much as it feels natural to me as, as much as i'm strong in that exercise i would ha- i would have to pick the squat the squat as, as fundamental as they both are the squat has much more carryover right 
to other exercises. If, if my squat goes, let me put it this well, way. More, if I, let me put it this way. If I stop deadlifting and my squat goes up 50 pounds, I'll still get stronger on my deadlift. If I stop squatting and my deadlift goes up 50 pounds, I might not add any weight to my squat. That's that's the truth. There's a lot more carryover from one to the other than there's from from uh, that would in, be in the reverse. Now you, we talked. We haven't talked about this in a long time. That would be a cool study to do. Hmm. That would be a unique see to see uh, to see how what a difference that would be. Uh, I think you're right for sure, squat. But I think more just because it has more carryover into real life. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying like well, it's it's it, a, a deadlift, a deadlift versus it's a, hard. They're both so fun. It's hard because yeah, yeah, they are because you could argue that you know you're really I mean picking anything up. Any time you're picking something up, you're basically emulating some form of a deadlift. Yeah. You know, so and that you do that all day long. Uh, but you you would do, I would argue the squat because um just the way we move and we walk and we run and um it'll reinforce the strength there as far as like all these mechanics are concerned, I think a little bit better. Um, but as as far as like them having their both their equal parts, like I, it's hard to decide. It's know, king and queen. Other. Yeah, you know, it's king and queen right there. Those right? are the two I most prefer fun. squat, but I, you know you could make an argument for deadlift for sure. Well, I mean, so powerlifters will actually do this. There's certain there's some powerlifter routines that will tell that will tell powerlifters to not deadlift like a week or two before their event, but to continue squatting heavy. Mm-hmm. I've personally experienced this. If my squat goes up, my deadlift goes up. Period. I've had my deadlift go up without my squat going up. I've, that, that's on that's on, from a personal. Uh, you know, from my own personal uh, experience. But I mean, as much as I love deadlifting squats, they just. Oh, that would be, you know, it'd be kind of neat to see them because right now I, I told you I've stopped deadlifting for a couple of weeks now and I've been squatting and my squat is, my squat strength is, is up right now. It's up. And Your it's, deadlift will be up. I, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see when I, when I bring it back. Well, maybe too, because like I guess squat kind of covers both anterior, posterior a little bit more. Than, it does. Say, just it's more balanced, right? It's better balanced. That's what I was looking for. It is. It's more balanced, and that's what makes it the king. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's there's why. also the, there's also, I mean, you can look at you can look at the range of motion that you can achieve with a squat deadlift. You can get a pretty good range of motion, but it's not quite as much. You're not folding your body up as much as you are with like a, a full squat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're as you get older. Um, your ability to get into squat is very, very closely tied to your health. Mm-hmm. Your ability to deadlift, uh, it, it would be, it, it, they're equally hard. If I took a deconditioned older person, I would need to teach them both, but it would be much easier to get them to deadlift than it would be to, to do a squat, to do a full standing you know, squat with comfort. It's just a, it's just one of those movements that oh, you... Oh, see, I think that, uh, that statement's not all the way true because I think... Getting, I'm getting not someone about, to, not with tons of weight, just having them get bend down and pick something up. That's so much harder than getting someone to sit down to a squat. My God, absolutely. Well, I think I don't know. Teaching a deadlift to somebody who's a lot older could be more challenge, just as challenging, if not more challenging. Well, you think of yeah. Did I don't you, know. I, I see most like old people like getting injured as they're going to pick something up and then coming up. You know, I don't know because they're they're squatting by going to take a dump. You know, anyway, so <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah, that's right. Teaching a deadlift, I mean, they haven't fired. I think more from a neurological point. Yeah, that's because, why I'm worried because, about their ability to brace yes, their spine. Their your ability to well, do I've, a deadlift I've, as you get older versus your because you probably still. Well, you, I'll, I'll tell you what. I've trained quite a few. Yeah, people no, this is your area. I mean, of over the age of sixty-five. Right. And my goal when I train them, like it is with anybody, is to get them to be able to do a proper. Squat, a proper deadlift, a proper overhead press. These are the the three fundamental movements that I, I my goal is always to get them there. Do I ever? Do I always achieve it? No. I have clients in their eighties who will probably never do 
a barbell squat or you know that kind of stuff. But the goal is always to get them there. So I'm always correcting imbalances and strengthening things to try and get them to do that. And inevitably, I can every single time I can get them to do a deadlift with good form, with very lightweight. Not like we're going heavy, but I can get them to deadlift with good form or decent form more than I can get them to the point where they can you know do just get put a barbell on their back or even a stick on their back and maintain good posture and go down with good range of motion that's that's like the ultimate man if i can get someone to squat i know i can get them to deadlift you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's the other way around that's sometimes yeah. yeah can you see that yeah. well yeah i mean like you like i said you're definitely you've probably trained more elderly people than any of us so i just it seems like the deadlift is a, a much more technical the squat i think even as bad and poorly as most people do it it seems more natural for the average human to do a, a squat versus a deadlift you it, know? it's 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 a it's a more of a fundamental movement yeah. that's that's you're right and that's why i think that should be trained that should be the most important yeah. thing yeah. that you train i think we're all i, we, I think we all agree it's yeah. the king you know it's yeah. the king and close, close as sad as that makes me i know and yeah. i'm a deadlift guy all day too i'd rather i'd rather say that but in, in reality it's more important to squat well hey check this out if you like mind pump leave us a five-star rating and review on itunes and please go to mindpumpmedia.com. Check out some of the testimonials we have on some of our awesome programs. Check out our rubber dicks. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee. And you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support. And until next time, this is Mind Pump. Mind Pump.